You're listening to The Way Out, creating financial freedom through network marketing with Andrew Logan. This podcast is your step-by-step guide to building and growing your own business and creating passive investment vehicles. If you crave legacy, wealth, and freedom, keep listening. Hello and welcome to The Way Out Podcast. Andrew Logan here. Great to be with you as always for another episode, episode 194 today on this Thursday here in Australia. Hope you're having an incredible week wherever it is around the world that you are listening in now. Today, I want to share something that I did as a live recently, a live into a business group, and I wanted to duplicate it out here onto the podcast as well, because a lot of people in the business group said it helped, and so I wanted to reproduce it on the podcast and hopefully help more people through the podcast as well. And really, I just want to share the story, essentially, of Angie and I going from $200 weeks up to $2,000 weeks up to $20,000 weeks. And the two-step fundamental process that we followed along the way. Now, yes, of course, there's going to be little asterisks and extra little things. It's not like these are the only two things we did. But this fundamental process was behind every single thing we did for years and what was behind uh, essentially a 100 times growth in our business. And we went from just plotting away at our own, struggling, making sales here and there, to being able to create a great business, a seven-figure business, and being able to create a life of great freedom by just keeping this process at the forefront of what we did. We kept the main thing, the main thing. Again, one of my mentors always said that, keep the main thing, the main thing. And there's always going to be little changes in you know, your social media posting, your content creation, your niche, all that kind of stuff. There's going to be evolution and development of your story and who you speak to and your leadership and your personal growth and all that kind of stuff. But the main thing was the main thing, and the main thing was this two-step process that we did. So I want to take you back to 2012, essentially, when I started. And as if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, or you've seen my videos, all that kind of stuff, I started purely from a product point of view. I wasn't that interested in the income generation side of things. I knew that there was that opportunity. I knew that there was that potential, um, but I just didn't really believe it was possible. I didn't really believe anyone truly made money in these things. I'd had a bad experience back in sort of 2004, 2005, had a bit of a negative experience back then and sort of held on to that story for another 10 years or so into my new life. But I knew that the opportunity was there, right? And when I started using products and I started getting results and people started noticing, yeah, I was opening my mouth and I was enjoying sharing my story and making $1,500 here and there. But it wasn't until the year later, 2013, when Angie fell pregnant and we realized that, okay, we need to look at our life differently. We need to look at what we're doing differently. And if you've got my second book, our book, Angie and our book, uh, Angie and my book, The Way Out Together, I really go into detail in this story there. So we're talking about, you know, we really sat down and had that life-changing conversation where we looked at what we were doing, and that was 2013. And part of that life-changing conversation was then reaching out to our sponsor, our mentor, and just saying, well, what do we do? And the mentor was like, well, you you get to events, right? So we started going to events and we started going to events and you start learning and you start growing and you start developing and all that kind of stuff. But our business was still stuck at around that $200 a week after three events. We'd gone to three sort of big company events, but we couldn't get the business to go that next step. 
And there was a period there, three or four months between like the last event of 2013 to then the next big event of 2014. And what we just basically did was we realized the power of events, but the problem was we hadn't been able to get anyone to get in the room with us because we hadn't been able to get these people to actually commit because we hadn't sold the event properly to them yet. And we'd come home and we'd try and recreate it. Then we almost even tried to sort of, you know, do too much for people. Sometimes you can overly coach and mentor and train your people. And we certainly had that mindset in the early days where it was a matter of, oh, well, you know, we'll do everything for our people and save them spending $200 on an event ticket. We'll just like tell them all the stuff that they learn at the event. But I remember again, this same mentor who talked about keeping the main thing, the main thing was like, you can't describe an event in the same way that you can't describe how a strawberry tastes because you know, there's so many different flavors to a strawberry and everyone tastes the strawberry slightly differently. How do you explain the event to different people? Cause they're all going to absorb it differently. They're all going to consume it differently. Essentially the information, the content and the context that they're hearing it in. So we realized that we had a couple of months before this next big company event. And we just spent that whole next few months focused on one thing and one thing only. And that was promoting the event and inviting to the event. Two things essentially, right? But, um, you know, column A, 1A and 1B. But it was all about the event. The whole focus was how do we get more people to this event? And that process was really promoting the event and inviting people. And what we realized that we had to do and what the mistake we'd made was that we would talk about the event and hey, this event's on and this event's on, but we never actually took that next step and individually invited people based on what we felt that they would get out of the event and helping them understand what's in it for them. And we talk about WIIFM, the most Listen to radio station in the world that people are tuned into 24-7. What's in it for me? W-I-I-F-M. So rather than just say, hey, there's a big event. There's this big university kind of style event. There's this big kind of thing training and you're going to get on a flight. You're going to get, get a hotel, all that kind of stuff. It was like, look, here's what will help you. I know you're looking to X and there's going to be people there who can explain it. I know you want to achieve Y and there's people there who can explain it better than I can. I know you're interested in the culture, the community. You love all this stuff. I know you love the science. There's going to be science teams there. I know you want to earn an income. There's going to be people making the kind of incomes that you want to earn and I'll introduce you to them and you can sit with them and we'll organize a lunch or an afternoon tea or a coffee or something with them. And we were individualizing these event uh, invitations. So we were promoting the event and individualizing, sorry, stumbling my words there, promoting the event and individualizing the invitation so that we could get more people to the event. Now we got about 12 people to that event. You know, we've still got the original photo. Jack's there. Jack would have been, you know, two or three month old little baby. Angie's, you know, pushing him around the stroller. We're taking turns, getting him in and out of the room with all the loud music going on and all that kind of stuff. But the big thing that really hit me was, well, the big thing where we saw, you know, looking back in hindsight, we saw the big growth in our team off the back of that event wasn't the event itself. 
And we'll get to that in a sec. But it was the Saturday night of that event. Now, the Saturday night is normally the, you know, like the big gala, the awards, the cocktail party, all that kind of stuff. And none of us had bought tickets to that thing because none of us had anything to celebrate. <laughs> none of us had any rank advancements or any growth or knew anyone or anything like that. And we didn't, you know, really understand the, like why we needed to be there again. And, and we, we just hadn't bought tickets for it. Instead, we invited everyone back to our room and again... Didn't have a lot of money at the time, bit of a shoestring budget. We just went out and I got $150, $200 worth of Chinese takeaway, bought a heap of Chinese takeaway, brought it back to the room and we sat around with pen and paper and we sat there and we game planned. And that was the big difference. And that's the step two that a lot of people miss. You know, a lot of people, when we talk about events are great and events show culture, events show recognition, events show excitement, events show potential, events bring you know realism to the, uh, the vision. You can sit there and talk about opportunity, you can talk about vision, but actually seeing real people walking across the stage, actually hearing real stories from real people, it brings reality to the vision. And that's great. But the mistake a lot of people make is thinking that, well, my job here is done because I got people to the event. All I have to do is just get bums on seats. And if I can get people in the room or on the Zoom these days, but if I can get bums on seats, they'll go out and do the rest. Like I've got them in the room. Now they'll go out and do the rest. And what we realized was really the key was getting the people who attended the event, who put in the effort, who did the work, who like made the sacrifices, all those sorts of things to get in the room as well, making sure that we then sat down with them and got a roadmap together. And I talk a lot about, you know, matching your vision with a plan, right? You can have the vision boards, you can have the the mantras and all, you know, the massive goals and all that kind of stuff, but you've also got to have the roadmap. In the same way, when you get there and you get your Google Maps out on your phone and stuff, and you say, I'm here and I want to go to there, and you put your destination in the Google Maps, and it zooms right out and shows you the big picture, and you say, yep, there's my vision, here's where I am, here's where, there's where I want to be. Then it comes in and it goes right into the roadmap of how you need to get there. Literally the roadmap of how you need to get there. And that's what we realized that as much as the, vi- the, the event was giving this vision, just simply giving the people the vision wouldn't have helped. We then had to sit down and actually link arms with them and get to work and start running together. And then what we really realized that step two of that process was... Step one, as much as it's important to get people in the rooms, step one is as much as the qualification of the people you want to run with. And I've done podcast episodes and training on the biggest key to finding your leaders is really you've got to test them. You've got to find a way to separate those people who want to run from everyone else, the walkers, the crawlers, the joggers, the dabblers. You have to separate your people who want to run because the people who want to run don't want to be slowed down by the dabblers. And the dabblers, dabblers are fine. They're great. I mean, they work at their own pace, whatever, but they're going to get overwhelmed if you put them in with runners. And too often we try and sort of, you know, push the field from the back. It's like, if I can just get these dabblers to work a bit harder, if I can just drag this kind of person over the line who, you know, they say they want it, but they're not really doing the work. If I can just drag them to the next rank, all that kind of stuff, you know, everything will be fine. What you need to do is you need to think about the point of the arrow. 
You know, it's not about trying to push the arrow from behind. It's about being out at the point with the runners and piercing through that new air and creating new ground. And so, so often we, you know, like talk about this, you know, triangle style shape of our businesses, right? And there's negative connotations about that triangle style shape. But I like to flip it 90 degrees and spin it horizontally and think about an arrow. And it's like, right, I've got to be at the front of that arrow and leading. I can't be sitting there trying to drag all these people at the back. People are going to come in for their own goals, their own reasons. And you know what? If they don't want to do the work, if they say they're interested, but they don't want to do the work, I can't drag them along. I can't drag people to the top with me. So the invitation, the promotion of the event, it was huge. We just like, all right, what's the next big event? We're going to invite and promote, invite and promote, invite and promote, invite and promote to that next big event. Then we're going to use that event as really a qualification process of, all right, who's ready to run? Who is ready to link arms with us and actually come out of here? They've been excited. They've been pumped up. Their belief is up. Their vision is up, all that kind of stuff. Now we're going to get to work for the next 30, 60, 90 days and run together. And then we're just going to repeat that process. Then we're going to look for the next event and we're going to promote and invite, promote and invite, promote and invite. And then we're going to see who's there and we're going to run. And that qualification process, again, it's so important because I remember times and and it's so unfortunate, but you remember all the times where people are like, I need this, I want this, I'm committed, all that kind of stuff. And you say, all right, awesome. There's a big event next week. And you know what? You've just started, you committed or whatever. I'll even gift you a ticket. And you know, we've done this, right? And people are, you know, new mums and they're, they're like, they're struggling and they're like, okay, you know, finances, but I'm, I want to do this. I want to, you know, and, and remembering specific examples, I really need to change my life. I want to change my family's future, all that kind of stuff. And we've gifted people a ticket. We've helped them get there. We've done all those sorts of things. And then what happens is that they... You know, they kind of show up late and they leave early and they don't make the final day because they oh, you know, I've learned enough and off they go. And it's always just this, okay, I need to look at who's doing the work. I need to look at who's showing up and who's actually doing the work versus who's telling me that they want it. Who's talking the talk versus who's walking the walk. And again, I remember, you know, another guy and, you know, driven guy had all the goals in the world but we took him to an event and then he went out for a couple of drinks on the Saturday night and got so drunk that he couldn't make the Sunday because he ran into some old footy boys and all that kind of stuff and you know again I'm I'm never going to sit here and say don't have fun and and I've got to you know a lot of my 20s was all about going to the pub and having fun with your footy mates and all that kind of stuff but it was like mate you're here to change your life right we're going to help you get to this event we're going to help set you up all that kind of stuff we're going to help you get there Um, But then you decided that your priority really was fun over focus on the business. Maybe you're just not ready to run yet. Maybe you're just not ready to make the sacrifices yet. The people who got there, who made the sacrifices, who were disciplined, who showed up early, who left late, who were in there at every single session, taking notes, absorbing in everything because they were like, you know, I never know one person is going to say one thing that changes my life and I need to be in the room for that. Those people, you link arms with them and you run. And that was all we did. That's all we continue to do. You know, when we look at our event calendar each year, when we look at our business, it's like, okay, what are the big events? Okay, we're going to promote and invite, promote and invite, promote and invite. 
And then we're going to be at the event. Angie and I are going to be at all the events ourselves, right? We're not just going to send people. We're going to be at them ourselves, but we're going to be looking at who's there in the front row. They're up, they're active, they're engaging, they're moving around, they're talking to people, they're connecting. Who's wandering in 30, 45 minutes late, you know, with a sort of coffee, just sitting up the back on their own, you know, who's not really engaged, and again, I'm going to love them, but I'm going to put them over into a Facebook support group. I'm going to like just send them to systems. Okay, just follow that system. Just follow that PDF. Just watch that video. The people who are there who are running, let's run together. Let's get on the Zoom on the Monday night. Let's get on the Zoom. You know, Let's go out for dinner on the Sunday night. Let's get together during the week. Whatever we have to do, and we're going to run. And we're going to run together for the next 30, 60, 90 days. Now, the best thing about this process is it's so simple, right? It is so, so simple that it duplicates easily. And, you know, the great leaders in our team, the people who've stood up on stage and won awards, the seven-figure owners in our team, they just do the exact same process. Now, yes, we can sit there and, yes, there's some fine print. Yes, they're growing themselves. They're growing their social media. They're doing the personal development courses. You know, they're developing their story. They're developing their leadership. They're reading books. They're doing all those things, you know, that fill in the little gaps of this fundamental process. But first and foremost, the main thing, the main thing, they sit there every year and say, right, we're going to build to this event. Then we're going to do a run off the back of the event. We're going to build to this event and then we're going to run off the back of it. We're going to build to this event and then we're going to run off the back of it. Now, the last thing I'll just say with this is when I say run, I don't mean just like, all right, we're going to do like a quick blitz for a week. They're running for at least a month, like at least a 30 day. So they're going to get in and train the team. Okay. They're going to do like a four week weekly zoom where you're training the team. And again, this is what we always do. do. The, the lead up to the event was all about inviting. Once people got the vision, we would then give them the roadmap. Okay, starting next Monday night, come home from the event, get everything together. Monday night, we're going to sit there and Monday night, we're going to work on creating your story. Next week, we're going to work on how to get paid. Next week, we're going to work on social media. Next week, we're going to work on overcoming objections. And we take people through those fundamental trainings on Zoom. And then we're like, all right, now from here, Let's go. Let's all go. We've got the fundamentals in place. We've got the vision and we're going to run together for the next 30, 60 days until we then repeat this process. So two steps, very, very simple, incredibly duplicatable, incredibly easy to duplicatable and incredibly powerful because we're matching the vision, the excitement of the event with the actual process of training people. And we're using the event as a great delineator of who is interested and who is committed. And if you want to build your business, you have to be able to do that. And you have to be able to separate the interested from the committed. And you have to do that. And sometimes it can be the hardest thing in the world because some of your best friends, your closest family members, the people who are closest to you are often the interested ones and people who, you know, may not know as well, or you may not, you know, be like, they may not be your closest best friend, right? But they're committed. You've got to make a business decision to work with them. Because if you make an emotional decision to, again, sit at the back of that arrow, sit at the back of the triangle and try and push from the back, it's just not going to work. And it's going to be great. It's going to be fun and emotional and all that kind of stuff, but you're not going to make money. And that's one of those, you know, treat this like a business. We have to make business decisions on the activities that we do and the people we do those activities with. 
Are we doing income producing activities with income producing people? How do we know who those income producing people are? Well, they're the people who committed and got to the event. They're the people who made the sacrifice. They're the people who showed up and the other people who showed up late, who stayed at home, who just said, oh, look, you know, just, just tell me how it was, you know, all that kind of stuff. They're interested. That's right. That doesn't mean they can't be committed down the track. But right now, the interested go into the systems and the committed get the one-on-one time. So I'm doing mentorship, leadership training with the committed. So I hope that helps, guys. As always, you know, very, very simple, but simplicity duplicates. And that's really the key is when we get into the complicated processes, yes, we can sit there and talk about, you know, Again, some of those finer points, niche branding, leadership, some of those conversations are more complicated, right? And we can sit there and get a little bit overwhelmed by them. The simple fundamental process of build to an event and then find the committed at the event and run with them. We have duplicated that for eight plus years now. We will continue to duplicate that nine years now, actually. We will continue to duplicate that for the rest of our network marketing careers because that works that is the process and that duplicates. So I hope you got value out of today's episode, guys. Hope you, uh, you know, helps you with your business. If you've got a company event coming up, as always, make sure you're promoting it. Make sure you're inviting, but then also make sure while you're at the event, you are active. You're one of those people active up the front, but just be aware, like look around, look for your team members, look who's engaging, look who's there putting their hand up, look who's grabbing the microphone, look who's getting involved. And look who's sitting at the back, just hoping that it all gets done for them. And we love those people. You know, we love them as our friends and family. But you know what? From a business point of view, I want to work with the committed. I want to work with the willing. And then I'm going to go from there. Now, it's Thursday afternoon here. It's almost 2 p.m. in the afternoon. If you're someone who listens to the podcast episode straight away, don't forget we've got my interview with Fraser Brooks. Speaking of social media branding, we've got my live interview with Fraser Coming up in about six hours, it will be up as a podcast episode soon. That's a great thing for episode number 200. And just super quickly as well, we won't have a podcast episode next Monday. I always like to start the week uh, on Monday morning, as always, with a podcast episode. But I am—I do have an early morning flight home from Melbourne. I've got a big weekend down in Melbourne. I'm going to be in Melbourne uh, presenting an event on the Sunday there, which is really, really exciting. Fly home Monday and then... It's Super Bowl Monday, and if you've listened to the podcast before, if you know me, you know I do love my NFL, I do love my Super Bowl, and Super Bowl Monday is always a public holiday. I've always, uh, you know, ever since even when I, you know, had a job, that was like one of the very first things I'd always request Super Bowl Monday off, um, because it's just, I just love the, the theater, the pageantry, the game, everything about it, and so I'll be flying back from Melbourne first thing so I can be back home, couple of mates coming around and we're going to watch the Super Bowl and just enjoy that day. Back to normal routine, back to normal podcast episodes. After that, we'll like kick back off in a week with another podcast episode. Hope you have an amazing week as always, and I will catch you all soon. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Way Out, creating financial freedom through network marketing. Connect with Andrew on Instagram and Facebook at Andrew James Logan. For your seven-step system to financial freedom and other tools and resources to help you grow your business fast, go to www.andrewlogan.net. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Until next time, keep moving forward.